Welcome to the DJ Hustle Podcast. Um, I have a West Coast legend in the game, man. Um, Cone 87. We call him Big Hutch because he's super OG, triple OG. You know how we get down. Um, welcome to the show, brother. Hey man, thanks for having me, Hustle, man. Thank you, man. Yeah, up, yeah. You you are when it comes to producers, an inspiration because you actually produce, not beat make, not beat match. You actually do the job that you're assigned to do. And your label is producer. And you know, not only a producer, you're an MC and you 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 lyrical and you put things down like, like it's supposed to be. Um, before we get into your new album right now, I want to talk about your background in the music. Um, you come from a musical family. Right. So talk to me about that a little bit. My family, you know, my father, he was a writer and a composer. Um and producer at um, at Motown, um, Hutch, and then my uncle was Willie Hutch, you know, the writer, the composer, and the artist. So, okay, you know, we um, I come from I come from shit like that, man. So you know, okay. it's a it's a beautiful life I have, you know. <laughs> exactly, that's that's what it is. So what yeah. what inspired you to get into that game, man? I mean, some kids see the father was famous and uncle is famous, and they try to stay away from that, but. What got you to, to follow their footsteps? Well, for me, um, it was in me that they say you, I guess you're born with it, because you yeah. know, like a lot, of my, a lot of my cousins don't, you know, they don't do music, they do other stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I guess growing up, you know, um, whenever I would go to my grandmother's house, mm-hmm. you know, I was piano there. It always, I mean, it's always been music around me from like yeah. a very young age, you know. So yeah, so I, I guess I've always had the bug. I mean, it's not like nobody made me do anything. I wanted to be, you know, I, I wanted to be in music my whole life since I probably was like six years old. Wow. I, I wrote my first song when I was six. Um, and um, from there, I just always wanted to do it. No one made me do it. I just always wanted to do it. It was just in me, you know? Okay. okay. <laughs> it wasn't yeah. like no, it wasn't no Joe Jackson stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I could have done it and not done it, you know what I mean? Because we grew up as, we also grew up as athletes as well, you know what I mean? So it's like I could have been either one, but I mean, I just love music so much, man, you know? Okay. When was your first it moment? Like, he's like, you know, I can can actually do this. Like, I can play the piano, I can play the guitar, I can program beats. So when when was your, your it moment, your first it moment? Well, I think, I think my first, I think the first time, was when hip hop hit really hard. Mm. Okay. At first, you know, I you know, I wanted to just be a person that done music. Right. You know, um, just far as like doing it, but I wanted to be like a player, like, you mm. know what I mean? Like playing bands and being in a band, that kind of thing. Yeah. I kind of wanted to be like in in the front of like performing, you know, mm. like like that. Far as you know, I could perform is it's cool, but my whole thing on a professional level mm. was really be a writer, composer, and producer off the top. Right. You know, right. hip hop hit. I, I love rap so much. I started just emceeing a whole lot. Okay. Okay. And that kind of like got got my juices flowing on the artist part. Okay. You know? Okay. I never really wanted to be in the front like that. To be honest with you, like you know, until hip hop came out, I kind of only wanted to do it on a technical level mm-hmm. and just be behind the scenes, like be an engineer, producer, composer, that kind of thing. Right. Hip hop, I feel like okay, I can do that. You know, I, I like <laughs> out there doing that. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
And later on in the progression of me doing hip hop as being a rapper, that's when I started integrating the music part into it. Yeah, yeah. Because you already had an ear already. Yeah. You know, it's the mid-80s. You figure it's the mid-80s and everything is hip hop. So I kind of only wanted to do that. Okay. You know? So okay. I didn't even really think about integrating music into it until I actually started getting into making the music, you know? Yeah. And so you, you had the advantage too because not only your background in music, that was your foundation. So for you, yeah. you, 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 you like, somebody, I want to be a rapper. I'm going to be a rapper. But most people like, like people like you, you have an edge because you can actually make the beat. Right. Write the hook, mm-hmm. make the sound and yeah. tell them what to say and when to say it. So when mm-hmm. you had, when you have that going into your, your, your gumbo of, of music catalog going and do that, you have an upper hand more than anybody else. And when I heard, uh, your first album, it was like a hustler. I'm like, this dude's a he, he's a beast, and I, I'm, I'm thinking to myself like, the sound, because back then we we had King T, Ice T, we had uh, who's the other crews? It wasn't to me other crews. It was just okay, Toddy T. Uh, got a Cali, I mean, you forgot a Cali. It was only L.A. Dream Team. Okay. Um, Mix Master Spade, Toddy T. Yep. Um. The record crew, Mission mm-hmm. Lover, right, um, and shoot, that's probably like the, the over the top stuff. You know, a lot of uh, then you talking about King T, um, LA, you know, L.A. Posse records, all the stuff they put out, Pooh and them, yeah. Um, and then it kind of transitioned to the Ice T, the Easy E's, then the building of the uh, of, of Ruthless Records. You know what I mean? Right, right. That's when it kind of t- turned into that, like later. But in the beginning, no, I mean, and even for us. Like when we first came with Living Like Hustlers, you know, I, I wanted to do something that had more inst- more instrumentation to it. Yeah. A lot of yeah. It. I didn't want to have a lot of boom bap to it. So right. I kind of started figuring out how to put melody to the shit. You know? <laughs> yeah. In an era, in an era where you really, really talking about did not have a lot of that. No. You know? Didn't have a lot of that. It mostly was a boom. It was dope shit now. Mm-hmm. All dope. But I think because I think when we looking at the music back then, it was coming out of R and B into more straight up hip hop. Right. So that's when you do the line because you the, the line that you drew is mm-hmm. because you came in as a real person who does music. It wasn't just the the, the beat machine. It wasn't mm-hmm. just that for you. So it had to have a melody. It had to have melody. It had to have you know something to it. The, the essence of it, like. You know, if, if you look at living like us, like you're saying, which is real, it's like if you listen to the grooves on there, um, even me sampling, I sample Quincy. Mm-hmm. Like some of the stuff is Quincy Jones sampling. Some of right. the stuff, you know, very white. Some of the stuff is some well-orchestrated stuff. It's right. Isaac it's, you know what I mean? It's not just, you know, not just an ultimate break. It's like really right. I'm in the crates, really sampling like soul music. You know, and and it's in the tempo of soul music. Yeah, it's not stand it up. It's in the tempo of soul music. Yeah, the the BPMs are a a lower edge. So yeah. usually the BPMs are, are lower edge because you can want to hear hear what they're saying. Right. The higher you go, the less they're saying, the more dancing you do. So I, I think that we were fa- we were fast for we were more forward with that. Far as doing it that way, which yeah. made us a 
little bit more funky, even in the early days, even in my early days of my career. It made us more funky than just like a break beat and rapping. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Dre was Dre was able to when when we first when because I bought living like hustlers to him, it was eighty percent done. Oh, um, yeah, we did like the last song. Mm-hmm. We did freedom of speech was written by me and, and Laylaw. Mm-hmm. And then we did, I think Kicking Lyrics was the only song that hadn't been, it's like three records that hadn't been done. Ah, okay, okay. Everything else that had been done, all I, all we end up doing was bumping up. It, a lot of stuff I done was at a 16 and an eight track. Okay. So all we did was bump the sound up. Okay, okay. We bumped it up to a bigger studio, to 24 track. So we would, I bring my crates in, we re-sample everything, mm-hmm. bump everything, tweak everything. Dre taught me how to tweak it. You know, make it sound like a like a professional record, not like a demo, and that was it. You know, and then we took off. So that's why it sound. That's why if you look at Live Like Hustle, it, it, it sounded like a totally different project. Okay. Straight, straight out of Compton, Easy does it, and uh, even um, no one can do it better. You know, it didn't. Okay. It didn't even sound like that. No, nah, it didn't. Every every album that you guys put out is is different from than from someone else. So I know that you're a beast in the studio. And I know you knew, knew Dre was a beast in the studio. So how was it working with two beasts coming together? How awesome. was that? It's awesome because I think the, the thing, the brilliance, the thing, the brilliance about him is that he loves people who have a have a uh, a work, great work, high work ethic, and have yeah. a really good skill set. Okay, you know what I mean? He he feeds off of that. You know, creative minds they usually feed off of that kind of shit. Yeah, you know yeah. I mean? Okay. So when me and him work together, it's awesome because we we kind of like we know it's like finishing somebody's sentence. You know what I'm saying? Wow. What you think? I don't know. You know, <laughs> we that in lockstep. You know, with each other. You know what I mean? Right. So it was cool, and it was cool because the thing that I liked most about working with him, mm-hmm. he never really let. He always inspired me to like get minds. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. When I was young, he was like, man. You're doing a lot of work at a young age, man. You need to just really, really zero in on you doing you. You know what I mean? Like far as you taking the helm. You know what I mean? Because right. I was kind of laid back. You know what I mean? Right, right. Like that, how to take the reins. You know what I mean? Yeah, and you, it shows in your work. It shows, it shows in your work. The thing about him, he was never like stay in the back and, you know what I mean? Be, be this, be that. He always was like... Man, get out there, man. You know, this how you do it. Now go do it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> was, he, he would give me any kind of advice. The biggest advice that he ever gave me was I like, keep it simple. You know what I mean? You can have a complex, you have a complex theory, but make sure you simplify it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like the essence of G-Funk was that. It was to have a complex sound, but make it simple. You know, a lot of that comes from, what I was taught how to make records. Like you gotta, they gotta, you gotta simplify it, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's real talk. Come coming into G Funk, it's you are you are the founder of that, right? Right. Creator. I'm the I'm the I'm the 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 guy who actually gave everybody the theory of G Funk, you know. Gotcha. Gotcha. How to do it, slow it down, put this on it. Put this on top of it. Do it like this. You know what I mean? How, so, how, do, you, how do you how do you stay motivated to, to continue to do music, man? Because you you to me your 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 production is genius. So how do you stay motivated to keep doing great music? You know you know you know one thing I can say this like my father and my uncle they always taught me 
that, you know, try to take music further than where you found it. Mm. Okay. And that's all I just think about. I always think about like, how can I put the top on, how can I put on top of what I already found? I don't try to go away from it. I try to say, how can I build off it? How can I, what they say nowadays with like computers, how can I update? Yeah. The original, <laughs> how can I update the original program. Right. So that's how I stay motivated. I look for things to keep that essence yeah. of what I actually have always done, but just update it. Right. Update it. Like update it, like trying to be hip, but just make it more richer. Like, oh, you know, have you like the iPhone or the or the droid or whatever it is, yeah. how they update everything. Like, oh, it's got the, but it still functions the same. Gotcha. That makes sense. That makes real sense. So so it's like I tell people like this, I said, listen. It's, it's a couple of it's a couple of analogies I can give you. <laughs> Rolls Royce is an elegant car. Yep. The 69 Rolls Royce is elegant, right? For mm-hmm. 1969. But the 2022 Rolls Royce is just as elegant, but it's made for 2022. It doesn't lose its elegance. It doesn't look like a Kia. It doesn't look like a Toyota. It doesn't look like, you know, a Maserati. It looks like a Rolls Royce still. Right. You know? So, and another thing that we always got to realize, you know, it's like grandma's fried chicken or something. Something <laughs> in there that's always got to be in there to mm-hmm. make sure that that's what it is. So, if she passes it down to your mama, your auntie, if that's not in there, you're like, oh, that ain't it. But yeah, she got that. My auntie got that ingredient in it, but she got her little stank on it too. You know, yeah. they're updating the original formula. They keep right. updating the original formula. Exactly. Whether your mama passed down to your daughter to the, you know what I'm saying? They yeah. update because it's a different because it's a different it's a different focus. It's like somebody trying to put a little bit more on it in, gotcha. but it still got grandmama's sprinkles in there. You know, that's, what I mean? <laughs> so that's me. That's why I look at it from what I was taught. From all those people, I just try to keep putting my little extra little, my little every year, every time I turn around, the extra little get down on it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. Me motivated to to be like a person, like okay, I want to go to, I want to take G Funk a little bit. This, I want to take G Funk a little bit more. I want to take G Funk a little bit. You know what I mean? Like that. Yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense, bro. Mm-hmm. Um, what was your, what is your biggest to you, what is your biggest accomplishment that you've done so far in hip hop? Oh, hip hop! Uh, I thought you were saying life. <laughs> no, don't say no, no. We we, we go there next. Well, my biggest hip-hop. accomplishment, I think, in hip hop that I've I've produced for three artists that are in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame: Easy E and WA and Tupac. So that's huge. I think that's huge. I produce for them, so I I guess I mean that's, that's, that's a big deal. That's a, that's a big deal. <laughs> you know, so I, I can say that. So, okay. A lot yeah. of producers can't say that, but I can. So, no, a lot of producers are still trying to get there, get to that point okay. where you're at. You know what I'm saying? I'm blessed to be able to say that I produce three artists that are in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I'm blessed. So, yeah, yeah. Now, let me ask you a question. I'm, I'm going to take it back a little bit. When you, when you first started producing, and you you went to Ruthless. Okay. What was it like when you when you first? Cause I know what it's like when I bought the records, as as, as a person who's a DJ. But okay. you're a producer going in to see Easy E for a job. What was that like going in to see him? 
Well, I mean, first I, I will tell you it was more so because Easy E was like this. Easy E was more like a um, do you type of person. Mm. So there's no pressure when it comes to like what I wanted to do. You right. know, he kind of like you know that's what he promoted. You know, do you? So I would say the biggest thing I would say at when I first came to, when I first came to Ruthless, Ruthless was at a very high competitive level. Right. At that. You know what I mean? You figure, you figure Easy's record was out, NWA was out, the DLC record was out, and they all was slamming. Right, right. We were next. So I think that was probably the most hardest thing to get around to, like, be at a very young age and just think very professional. Mm. You know? And then and then have your skill set so on point that you don't have to worry about you know, you don't you don't have to you don't have to worry about um, people outside coming at you. You got to worry about these fools in your house coming yeah. at you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you had a roster. Yeah, you know, with MC, look at the MCs that we had to deal with: Ice Cube, MC Red. You know what I mean? Come on, man. Come on, and man. Home, yeah, everybody had everybody had a mouthpiece. Everybody was like, "Yo, what you gonna do?" The DOC back then was was the most. I mean. You couldn't, bar none, you couldn't see him. You know what I mean? Mm. So, so look at what I, what me and KMG, KMG, rest in peace, my brother, man. Shout out to DJ Chaos, man. Go back with the sack. Layla on cocaine, too, man. You know, when we came in, we had to come with the big boy boots on, man. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> I would say my first initial couple of meetings with them, yeah. you know, was really kind of cool and mellow. They let us know you belong. You know, Dre made sure, Dre and Easy and Layla made sure that we belong. Okay. You know, they wasn't going to, they, they didn't give us too, they, they gave us everything that we worked for. We were ready. When, okay. when they got off the tour, we came back off the tour. Yeah. They were ready. They were ready to put us to the world because they knew these cats is ready. These cats is on our level. You okay. know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I get that. I mean, Very humbling, though. I mean, because at Ruthless, you got to realize what we did, we talked a lot of shit on records, but if you listen to it, we believed in excellence. Yeah. You know. That was dope. I like that. And moving forward, let's talk about this album now. Because to me, when I, when I heard the other night, I'm like, <laughs> this, this dude right here, I'm like, it's like, when you hear greatness, and then you can call somebody and say, "Hey, man, your record is dope." That's a rarity <laughs> because you know you hear people's records and you're like, "That was uh, Yeah, exactly. You got to give the homie high five. <laughs> you know, what I mean? hold your arm back like, uh. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm like this. I, I, hey. No, it's dope. You know, I had to hit you like, "Yo, the sound, yeah. the, the, it's it's on point." So, yeah. with this whole album. What is the concept now? Because you've okay. done great stuff already and you keep okay. doing greatness. So say, okay. Okay, let, let, let's say this. The whole thing, Above the Law presents the resurrection of gangster rap, right? Right. It doesn't mean that I'm talking about people that do gangster rap don't do gangster rap no more. Okay. What it is is that people that do gangster rap don't brand gangster rap. I brand gangster rap. This is what I ran into before the pandemic and when the pandemic hit, what I noticed is that everybody was trying to conform to whatever was going on. Yeah. Well, an artist doesn't actually do that. 
to nah. be honest. You know what I mean? Uh, Doritos do that. <laughs> it's fine if, if you feel like you're Nike or Doritos. Not knocking nobody for doing that. When you're trying to, the way you get to to being great at something yeah. is you do something different, but just as good as what Doritos is doing. Basically, let me say that because we don't right. want to misconstrue nobody misconstrue. <laughs> family show, fam. Right. You know. So me, what I did, I said. Okay, I can't fit in with this. I can't fit in with that. Not to make it a bad or anything, you know. But what do what do I do right now that people love from back then? Now, right? I thought about. It, I said, "Well, I do gangster rap. I don't really do anything else. So make a 2022 gangster rap album." There it is. There you have it. And I looked at. I looked at my kids. I look at my kids, they're grown, they're, they're young adults now. Yeah. And what I noticed that they vibe off of is they vibe off the nostalgia. And yeah. I say, wouldn't it be cool for you as the person to experience gangster rap like you are? And it'd be, it'd be cool for my kids to experience gangster rap. Right now, not going back to what we did in 1991 or, or, or in the mid 90s or the late 80s. Right. Them, them getting, a young artist is getting. A, being able to experience gangster rap right now, wow! And be unadulterated, unapologetic, make a make a record sound like it's the record sound like it's nineteen ninety seven, yes, yeah. in two thousand and twenty two, and it sounds fresh for two thousand and twenty two. That's the resurrection of gangster rap to make it actually sound like a gangster rap record, but yeah. made in two thousand twenty two, but feel like it's nineteen ninety nine. Because back then it was different. <laughs> How I set the record up, it feels like an old nostalgia record, but the songs are fresh. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. They, they yeah. stay locked. They don't. They don't jump all over the place and try to too be try to be too weird, weird for the get for school or too or too cool for church. No, it's straight up hardcore. You know what all, I mean? All of them, all the songs, all the songs. You got cocaine on there, knocking things out. I love that. He's the guest. He's the he's the guest star on the album. And when I say guest star in cocaine, which means he's the only one with features on there. He's yeah. featured on my record a few times, so he's the guest star on the album. There's nobody else. That's on purpose. I, you know? Let me ask you this: How do you? I, I, I'm I'm sorry for asking this, but how do you pick your talent? Talent, my talent. Yeah, how do you pick your talent? Don't not. I'm not saying cocaine. But when you want to work with somebody, because you have a higher level of skill and talent yourself. I base it on the rarity. Like, like I base it on you being rare, having a rare sound. Okay. I don't pick someone. If I hear somebody sound like somebody, I say, I heard that before. Yeah. It has to have some kind of like where I, it's normal to me. It's mm -hmm. not like it's weird. It's like saying when I first heard Bones. Bones sound different to me, but it sound dope. Yeah. It can't just be different and just be, nah, all right, it's got to be different. It's got to have, oh, yeah, okay. How he coming? Yeah. Make you feel a certain type of way. You know what I mean? So that's why I pick it. I pick it if it has to have a rare sound. It, it can't be just like, oh, what he doing? You know, he doing, he doing it just like everybody else is doing. He sound like uh, whoever the, the beat of the week is or the hot... The hot nigga that's out now, you know what I mean? 
So that's right. what I'm thinking on. If I hear something that sounds regular to me, I'm going to feel like, hey, man, you know, I heard this before. Okay. Okay. Let people know the name of your album. Above the Law Presents, The Resurrection of the Gangster Rap by Code 187, Master Musa. Master Musa. That's, that's, that name sounds strong. Master Musa. <laughs> yeah, Master Musa. Master Musa. You know, now, the word, what does that mean? Master Musa means King Warrior. Mm. Okay. So, so reason why I put Code 187, Master Musa is to make you guys say my name in a sentence now. It means Cold Killer King Warrior. Mm. The wow. words mean something. All the things mean something. It's, it's coded as we as we do. You know how we code shit, but it's coded. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. That's dope, that's dope right there, bro. I like it's that. It's the Unjaga conscious mind, but on a real shock level. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's why I don't, that, drop, the, why I don't drop the code 187 because it's to keep it on a shock level. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Now, are you now? Are you doing any, any spot days? Are you going to start touring soon with the album? Yeah, uh, do you have a video year. and everything like that? What's going on? Yeah, you know the video's out right now. Uh, OG, the single's out right now. Okay. Um, you can get that on YouTube, or you can go to MusaTV.net and check it out. Um, on my, that's my own streaming network, okay. MusaTV.net, or you can go to my YouTube channel, which is Musa Musa TV as well. Um, yes, I will be touring next year. Okay. Um, I don't know when we actually, you know, starting, yeah. but we're out, you know, um, I think maybe February, March, you, you'll be, follow, you know, check it out. But I'll have everything posted on all my social media as well. And um, I'm pretty sure you hear about it because the record is doing extremely good. And that, shout out to all my fans, my loyal OG fans, mm. you know, they holding me down. And, and, and they also can get the physical CD on my uh, site, my merchandise site. OGFashion.com. That's OGFashion, F A S H I N.com. OG, F A S H I N.com. That's it. Can we, you know what? Let me ask you this. Can we get you to write a book? Come on, man. Everybody wants me to write a book, man. I, 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 I got to finish this last chapter. <laughs> no, I, what I mean is, you don't got to do, just do a book, just on production. Okay. Not, you know what I'm saying? You know, just do one for production. Then do one for something else. Then do one for something else. And then write your whole biography of whatever you want to do for the last one. I was talking to some kids at MMI before about production, and they kind of didn't understand. You know, I was like, what, like, what are you guys going to school for? And they're like, I'm trying to learn how to be a producer. I said, well, that's, that's, that's weird. I think they can teach you technically how to be a producer, but yeah. you're a producer. you have to actually produce. A th- it's, a, it's a theory. It's, you know, yeah. Want me want me to do speaking things all the time about production? It's weird. You should. I was about to do it. My daughter, my daughter, um, one of her um, her uh, college uh, mates. They have they were um, well, they're they're all graduates, but they 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 teach now. Okay. And they wanted me to come to their college. One of her, her people she graduated with, their their, their professor. That she's a professor, and okay. they wanted me to come talk at her at their schools. But they were going to try to put me on like a tour to talk. Just what me and you talking about. You should do it. Like hip-hop, like hip-hop 101 type thing. So I'm like, yo, I don't know. But I said I'd do it for them. But then the pandemic happened. And I wasn't yeah. able to do it. So yeah. we'll probably go revisit that next year. But, I, you know, the record's out, man. It's super busy. So maybe okay. when I slow down, I will do it. You know. Do, do the tour and, and get you that book. That book is important. I'm telling you. Okay. Got also we got the merchandise Massa Musa Roy, you know, the Massa Musa gear too at Massa Musa Royalty.com, y'all. 
So okay. go get the fly gear. You can get all the fly player gear, you know, there. You know what I mean? <laughs> and also, also the TV shows coming out, the Black Godfather be out in, in the spring. My, my TV, Black Godfather. Yeah. Okay, mm -hmm. I see what's going on now. And that's on my streaming network, MusaTV.net. Okay, so, that's what's yeah. up, man. It, it was a great interview with you, brother. I, I can't. Exactly. I, I could. I could talk to. I could talk to you all day because you're a genius. You have greatness in you, bro. You have greatness in you a lot. Humble. I'm a humble genius. I'll take it. <laughs> man, you. Uh, what you do, man, is 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 is, is bar second to none. No one can do that. I'm telling you, you do okay. great work. Um, you humble and you you're a good dude on on the mic. You're a good dude on the on the boards. You know what you're doing, and I appreciate you. Uh, thank you for having me, man. Thank you, man. Always I appreciate brother. you, bro. I appreciate, appreciate you for real. Be strong, man. Yeah. God bless.